Oh, we love a good road trip song here at Travel Riders Radio. That uh, has a good beat to get you moving. And uh, for uh, Carolyn, who's about to depart, uh, we played Anywhere You Want to Go by Clouds and Thorns. So there's not too many of either of those. So, Carolyn, I understand you're bringing new meaning to travel with your concept of a half-lap dog. <laughs> this is This is what's involved in... Packing up the RV, the husband, Monty the Terrier, in a dog harness and taking everyone around a good chunk of this continent. I think you've done half of it before, so this is the other half. But what allowances have you had to make to suit the pooch and the places you visit over the next three months? Well, Graham, it's opened up a whole new camp of worms. You, you're bet. right. We did the western half five years ago, and so now we're going up through the centre of Australia to Darwin and then back down to a place called Three Ways and heading east. But we are taking the dog this time. And it's been such a, an eye-opener. It's not just a matter of, you know, pack the pooch in the car, put the harness on and away you go. Um, there's a lot of restrictions and a lot of changes and we're quite prepared for them. But uh, it's really interesting what you have to account for when you're taking the dog with you. So you're in an RV. You've got the ability to be pretty self-contained. Absolutely. But so that yeah, doesn't we've got stop to... you if you get to a national park. You can't let him out on off the leash, can you? you no, uh, there are some national parks where you're allowed to take them in the car park, um, but you're not allowed to take them into the national park because even if they're really well behaved, there is the problem where they leave their scent. So the the native animals just get confused or um, worried by it. I guess yeah, so. Yeah. So it's not. To... Wouldn't want to have a confused koala. <laughs> well, I, I actually initially thought, and naively, I thought, well, I'm going to have him on a lead. He's not going to, I'm not going to let him go Chase and do anything. anything. Yeah. Yes, but it's more than that. It's the fact that they upset the natural balance of things. So it's quite understandable when, when you think about it. But there are also setups where some national parks, or if you're in a caravan park, for instance, near a national park, they're quite often dock-sitting arrangements, and Uluru's a good example of that. So right. the Ayers Rock Campground, uh, they don't have a formal dog-sitting arrangement, but there are staff in the head office who will actually dog-sit for you for 20 bucks an hour. Okay, so what do they actually do with the dog? I think they just sit with them, though they might take them for a walk. or Put them it's in a just, cage it's, or...? No, no, not these dog sitters. They just actually take them and look after them. So they might be on their lunch break or they might have the day off and they just take them. They might take them for a walk. Um, I have seen them do it. It's pretty good money. But it's also. You'd make a a very, very quick circumnavigation of Ears Rock and be back in an hour, wouldn't you? (laughs) Yeah, well, normally you would. I can't at the moment. I'm hobbling still. That's right. Yeah, you you are without. Two feet, effectively, right now. What oh, are you, how are you getting round? Well, I am walking now, very slowly, but I'm the walking. The moon boot or? The moon boot's off. Right. So, yeah, so we're, we're getting there. Okay. But, but it's also very reassuring, those dog-sitting arrangements. Yes, it's going to cost you a bit more, but it's the price you pay for taking Monty on the road, I guess. And uh, what was your other option? You, you obviously didn't have many. Well, the other option is there's a... Um, Plenty of Facebook pages where it's there's one called Travelling Australia with Dogs. So there's a lot of really friendly people in the similar situation where, if you like, you can babysit or dog sit their 
their pet yeah. for the day, and the next day you hang around and dog sit theirs. <laughs> well, so they go to the pub and get whacked. If that's what you want to do, I right. guess you you could, but yeah. um, it's it's just another way. Mind you, you'd have to be pretty sure that you know they're love, lovely people. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, yeah, I mean you don't want a serial dog killer. No, and I don't think I don't think anyone would. But like Monty's a gorgeous dog, but he's a, a rescue dog, so he's not this you know famous purebred anything. But he's, he's a little bit nervous. Oh, not really. Oh, right. but what I mean by that is that no one's no one's going to feel the need to pinch him and make money. Oh, right. He's not a he's not your sort of genuine with papers. No stud stud dog. No, although right. anyone who meets him wants him because he's just, he is gorgeous. But yes. Well, that was a I, lovely photo you sent of him. Uh, the he's, that's just typical of him, although I don't dress him in shirts very often, but he was very kind to sit there and model for me. <laughs> he did, he did. I thought that was pretty amazing, actually. <laughs> but there, there's all sorts of things you have to think about. So we had to set up a special seat for him, and we've, we've, or Rick's built a seat for him in between the two front seats in the cabin of the motorhome, right. but then you also have to make sure that they're harnessed because you can't just have them sitting there, you know, not protected. And in some places it's it's legal. You have to, a legal requirement to have them harnessed properly. So ha- ha- what do you attach him to then? Well, there's just normal dog harnesses and you can you can attach them to the seatbelt. Right. And we've also got seatbelts in the back. So if he decides he doesn't like sitting in the front, we can... We can harness him in the back. Can you walk from the cabin into the back of the RV or you have to get out the door and in another door? No, you can walk through. Oh, that's okay. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if that's... he gets sick of looking at the road, he can <laughs> if he wants go to just... back with his dog shoes. He can. <laughs> okay. It's a lot. Does Why he have you earphones at all? Can he listen to his own playlist or what? <laughs> well, that's a good idea. Why do all this stuff is in preparation. We don't leave till next week. So okay. I will have an update for you on how it's all going because right. we're also not sure how far we're going to get before we're, you know, we need to stop for him. Well, does he is he good at telling you? Yes, he well, barks he's at home. Very good at home. At the door, or yes, jumps out he, the window. What's he do? He sits by the door at home, or right. if he's if he's a little bit desperate, he'll come and jump on you and say, "Come on, you know." Right. You. He does let you know. I'm not sure how that's going to go in the motorhome. You might have to um, just teach him, you know, which way's out. Well, true. It'll have to be over me. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Are you the a... are you the designated navigator or driver, or do you share? We usually share, but because of the ankle surgery, I can't drive. So. Oh, I, is it the accelerator I... foot or the brake foot? It's the clutch foot. Oh, is this a this it's a manual? A, well? It's a manual. Yeah, manual. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. But, but there are a few other things you have to think about when you're taking them north, especially it ticks. So yeah. we had to we, we give him these monthly chews which looks after heartworm but also looks after ticks which was a good fluke for us. Um, but then when you read about ticks, um, we realised that it's not enough. So we went and bought a tick collar, um, all sorts of things like that. So okay. it's interesting when you start opening up that can of worms that yeah. you realise all sorts of things. So there's lots of places apparently along the way. Caravan parks are brilliant nowadays i researched just a little bit of caravan parks now g'day parks is one group that are pet friendly so they've got 300 
parks all over the country, and 250 of them are pet-friendly. Wow. That's pretty good. And now there's an indication of uh, the increase in the number of people who are booking pet-friendly sites since COVID. It's gone up dramatically. Um, even in the last year today, there's a 6% increase. But for March, for example, this year, there was a 58% increase in the number of people booking pet-friendly sites compared to March last year. Well, that's probably all the silver bodgies going around <laughs> Australia on their half lap. Not that I include well, you in that, it's... of course. <laughs> maybe it's all the people who, during COVID, got a pet yeah. and now they're... Back to you know traveling. Well, going for the amount of, people... I was just going to say, going for the amount of time you're going, you really you've got to have a very uh, um, great neighbour or a family member who's prepared to sit upon your pet for three you know for three months. That's a long ask, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah, you 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 either have to if you're going to do the the big lap or the half lap that we're doing. Yeah, uh, you've you've either got to take them with you, or a lot of people don't have pets. Or didn't, yeah. according yeah. to the latest stats, though, there's a lot that do have pets. And if you sent them to the pound, they may not be there when you, when you got back. Oh, yeah, I couldn't do that for that long. No, I know. I, know that. I don't oh. think I could do it at all, to be honest. Yeah. Not, not that pounds are bad. I think they're fabulous. Um, and, you know, doggy daycare and stuff like that. But well, I'd... that'd be expensive, wouldn't it? Very. More very than expensive. a child. <laughs> yeah, and equally important. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you never dropped any of your children off and came back three months later, did you? No. No, I didn't think so. So ultimately, you you get up to Darwin, you turn around and come back to three ways. You you basically uh, you're heading right across to the east of the of the country. Where do, where do you end up then? We will end up in Cairns on the coast. Yeah. And then we'll make our way down the coast with a bit of crisscrossing in okay. and into the states, depending on what we find. Yeah. And so, you're gonna? Are you gonna write while you're on the road, broadcast yes. or whatever? Yeah, I'll be doing podcasts wherever I can get some reception. I'll do some. Okay. I'll call in and give you some um, chats, tell you how it's going with Monty, the lap dog. Yeah. <laughs> and also, there's you know, I'll be doing destinations and all sorts of things. Okay. Looking looking for stories along the way. Yeah, look, there's some wonderful old characters out there. I'm sure they're not all dead. I hope you find a few. <laughs> I will. <laughs> that sounds great. Carolyn, thank you for thank you for that, and good luck on the road. We'll uh, we'll talk to you from somewhere. We're, yeah, we're not I'll, locking it in. We we'll oh. just see. Well, we are locking it in in concept, but uh, we don't know whether you're going to be at the Udna Data Roadhouse or or what you're going to do. Wherever we'll I get reception, it. yeah, and I'll and I'll know more about tips for travelling with pets. Then I'll be able to give you some handy hints on travelling with pets. Yeah, they like lots of water. Yeah. And maybe a sun hat and sunglasses would be good. Oh, a little boots maybe. <laughs> little boots, yeah. There's there's uh, spiky stuff up there. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh look, he's going to be absolutely done up like a dog's dinner. Yeah. I, I reckon. Uh, well, I hope Monty and the team enjoy the enjoy the trip. Maybe he can report in for us a couple of barks. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for that. Thanks, Graham. That was Karen Jasinski there on the eve of her departure around Australia driving Boof, the RV, with Monty, the terrier, and Rick, the husband. And that brings our first hour to a close, but do stay tuned to J-Air 88 FM as we'll be back at 6pm with the second hour of Travel Riders Radio. We'll travel far, far as 
the eyes can see We are the wild and free